welcome to another edition of the Indie Wrestling Guide, your guide to the best and worst in independent wrestling, proudly brought to you by the Mysterious Benefactor. I am Jayhawk. We're joined by Jay Gold. Hey. Marky. Hi. And Charlie Butter. I body still hurts from Saturday and what Marcy did to me. Okay. Well, what did, did Marky do to you? Yeah. That, 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 okay. You start off hot. <laughs> What's that all about? Well, I uh, did. <laughs> <laughs> did, so, she, did she stand on your on your throat with a big act heel uh no i didn't pay for that yet that's soon. okay um that's only fans no so uh saturday was toy Ohio. um so i was there from like nine until like five standing helping out doing all that fun stuff it was a really awesome show i got to meet the bunny of course dan house and his wife Hung out with Cole Cabana uh, pretty much most of the time. That's like where I was running the line. So he was right there. So I got to talk with him a bunch. Um, so I got to talk about podcasting with him and told him like what we've been doing. And he like said it was a really cool thing and to keep doing it that, that young wrestlers need to be uh, get their interview um, chops like up to par. So it's cool to have like people doing that and getting them like prepared for that kind of thing. So it was a real. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it was a real yeah. positive conversation um also we talked about like him like bringing comedy into wrestling and he said like he has always been kind of a funny person and he said like the the first time he really ever did anything he was facing aj styles in ring of honor and they were doing like one of those uh spots where they was like running like uh going back and forth with over the ropes and he was like dodging and everything and he stuck his foot out and tripped uh aj styles and he said he got the biggest pop he's ever gotten so he said that's really where like uh really connected for him to like keep doing that and then we talked about him and beef wellington uh having wrestling matches uh because beef wellington from canada was one of my all-time favorite comedy wrestlers um so we talked about that for a bit uh we talked about um the wrestling road diaries and that kind of stuff so this was really that's fun that's fascinating i i would love to have a one-on-one i know i spoke to him a few times back in the day when he was at aiw like at nax or something um he's always been he's always been very cool when i see him uh for some you know he remembers us i you know it makes me happy that he still remember my brother used to make jokes about you know shabbos with him when we would see him so he uh he's always he's always had that connection i think with fans and it's nice to see that no matter how far or how much shit he's eaten in the last few years you know, he's still got a smile on his face and doing what he's doing. So that's good. And I mean, look, if it wasn't for his podcast, how many shows would there really be? I mean, yeah, I he, mean, he spawned he, so much. And I told him, I was like, you, you're the reason why I got back into wrestling when I did and kind of like how I wanted a podcast because like, especially like when interviews like were a thing, because just having those conversations is so interesting with people and uh, stuff like that. And like, we, we, we had a really good talk about podcasting in general and like, it's, it was really, really cool to do so. Look, as a, as a Jewish guy, I was I was extremely uh, always like fascinated by him, like what he was doing, you know. And I too, with you, got back in a podcast, got back into wrestling. I mean, by listening to those Road Diaries, going these guys are actual. He humanized everyone. He didn't like kill it with like overdone wrestling questions. And you know, I I was like obsessed with getting my picture with Colt. Like I, I just remember how it was like 2013. Um, I was starting to get real obsessed listening to that show. And then I went to a wrestling, believe it or not, a wrestling film festival in like lower Manhattan. And it was hosted by Colt and his friends. He did the Colt watches bad wrestling. That was Mm -hmm. one of the first 
first times he's ever done it. Uh, Matt Stryker and OG Kevin Gill. They were <laughs> Kevin Gill was the was the host of the night, and we watched all these crazy. Um, at first, all these crazy wrestling film, film, fan films, regular films, and it went on for like an hour and a half. They were all like twenty minute, you know, short films. They were wild. Like there was some Japanese stuff with with like uh, glass and 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 nail boards and all this stuff. But they were they were movies. And then he did the watch bad wrestling. Then afterwards, everybody went upstairs in this old building, and there was like a speakeasy up there, and we all got to have drinks and everything. But he doesn't drink, so I finally got a chance to get a picture with him, which was like the highlight of my year that year, if I remember, you know, and I bought a cult Mac classic mask. And to this day, I still like to wear it. So he, honestly, that guy is, is, is an absolute, uh, um, pioneer, you know, and every time people meet him, they always have the same good things to say about him. Yeah. It was, it was a real, uh, opening good time. Cause uh, I actually got to tell him like the one time I did get to see him in person, uh, I was sitting at a merch table with, uh, my friend at the time, uh, at an AIW show, and i watched him like go off on this person and it like made me like not ever want to meet him because he seemed like he was like a a butthead so but to put the guy actually get to meet him like here and stuff like that he was he was totally cool it was uh it was really nice and then like i got to meet his dog uh who i wanted to steal because it's it's the type of dog i want to get uh when i'm able to get an animal in the future when i don't live in uh, an apartment that doesn't allow animals yeah Uh, so i wanted to steal it uh cute little little pup um but then we had the aiw show uh so i went over uh to the bowling alley after that and i hung out with marcy and the other jb for like the entire night uh and had a blast Um, we had a good time it was it was so much fun like uh more fun like if if you guys weren't there i don't think i would have uh probably stayed as long as i did so it was a good time real good time did you bowl or no I did not, not this time. I was so tired from Toy Hio. Like I thought I would be able to, and I was just so just gone. I was so ready tell, for a nap. Tell me about the atmosphere there, because uh, Jayhawk, you weren't there, right? I was not there, and I woke okay, watching it on fight. I don't know if it was just the way they had the crowd mic'd up, but it sounded dead. Like you could what not hear the like? crowd. You couldn't hear the crowd at all. Like everything, you really even couldn't hear Steve Guy on Steve Guy reintroduction. I think that was more the acoustics of the building. Yeah, because like the way it's set up, like where the ring is, they could actually fit the full size ring, but they brought the low boy, right? Uh, because that ceiling goes straight up, so all the sound was going straight up, and it wasn't going out and around anywhere. So it was literally going all to the ceiling. Because we were standing far back, and you would hear pops here and there, but the only thing you could really hear was like when weapons would hit off people, and it was bare. You could barely hear that, but you know that they were hitting them hard. So. And they had, was, com- uh, they had commentary mic'd up real well. I could hear commentary very well all night, but I could, you couldn't even hear Steve Guy bring introduction half the time. He, you know, he was just real faint. Yeah, it's it's something they're working on. Like there's there's more stuff they're working on. I just I uh, I know they're working on that again um, to fix some of those issues. Um, I do know that the one of the few things you could hear from where we were at the entire night was um, Broner's clothesline. Uh, it was was like a shotgun regardless if if it was the sound went up you could hear it all the way by us like a gun went off so i I was gonna ask you how did that match go for old master Riggs? did he uh uh, he get his head slapped around again well he's not uh he's not getting interviewed so you know that's what's that tell you Uh, as far as i know he is uh (laughs) in, in an alley somewhere in youngstown dead so uh, oh, we're, well. we're still not, we're still not sure he survived the Kaplan match because like the hair color even changed now. No, that might oh, be his really? twin. It was probably his twin brother that was what? fighting in his honor, and then he just got killed. So, what color was he wearing? What was the hair? What what did I miss? 
I don't know. I think it was just his normal blonde. I don't remember. No, it, it, uh, it, it, it looked a lot darker. It, it, Wadworth even mentioned on commentary that a hair looked darker. He didn't think it was the same guy, but he was dead after the Kaplan match. Like, oh, so he's, like, coming, he's coming back to life like Superman, wearing all black and then getting back in the ring. But <laughs> oh, that was a bad, a bad uh, comparison, his, his, right, Butter? His goth face, his goth face was very short lived. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I was curious about that one. I, I didn't get a chance to watch it yet, so I'm gonna go back this week and and catch up because I myself, I, I know people may be surprised, but I was at the J Cup this weekend in in Jersey City at uh, White Eagle Hall, searching for Phil Baroni, who I could swear was somewhere in there. I could feel his aura, but um. If, if anybody remembers White Eagle from WrestleMania weekend, we I sat with uh, our friend Andrew uh, from the Discord, Matt Fish from Twitter, and, and Lewis from PW Ponderings. And we uh, Lewis we sat smells, and, so I'm sorry that you had to sit next to that smelly kid. Uh, that's just wrong. I love Lewis. We have a good time together. Um, we we sat in the balcony. Uh, they, do, they do balcony seating, mm-hmm. but no one's allowed to sit behind you. So they just sell the seats. So we had our names on the seats. Um, and we got to watch that whole tournament from the upper deck. And then after the first show, so the first round was two to five, I guess. Um, second round, we left the venue. We walked down the street to this place called Subculture. And I'll send you guys the pictures. It was It's a sandwich shop with every movie poster you could think of, just like um, wall, what, you know, like glued to the wall. They had a Street Fighter II game set up on the Super Nintendo on a small TV while you wait. They had the big TARDIS box from Dr. Who is how you walk in the place. And then all sorts of wrestling memorabilia, like the Andre, the giant picture from WrestleMania three, they have like bullet club mm-hmm. pillows everywhere. Um, and then there's video game memorabilia as you go down to the bathroom, the place was dope. So we had a good time there, went back to the place, uh, got better seats. They moved the seats around, I guess, uh, for the second round, because I guess people, not everyone came back for both sessions, even though they should have, cause it was great. Um, and I'm not one to always compliment GCW, but I have to say that venue is the best place to watch wrestling out of if, if, if it's not the Odeon, White Eagle should some way get more shows there. I know they mentioned they've had a really hard time filling it with other wrestling shows. ICW did number one there. And then when they came back for like number four or five, they lost the building because of the glass and all the bullshit. Um, but they that is the coolest place to watch wrestling. The balcony with the bar upstairs, the private bathrooms. Downstairs, two bars open. People did not stop drinking from 2 o'clock in the afternoon until they kept the bar open until midnight, till the show ended, when Jordan Oliver won. So I will say they put on a hell of a tournament. Mike Bailey is an absolute joy to watch live. Uh, Alex Shelley, of course. We love Alex Shelley. Jonathan Gresham, uh, amazing to see him live in a venue like that. You don't get to see that that often. Um, Janela really worked hard. He was in, I think, four out of the five matches. Um, you know, in the tournament, it was it was a hell of a night, and I had a, I had a very good time. And I'm surprised that I had, I was waiting for Josh Bishop to come out, but um, unfortunately, he was working over in uh, in Cleveland that night. But still, it was a great time, and uh, I'm 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 glad I went. I, I you know honestly, I don't always like GCW shows, but this was a lot less of their standard GCW talent. So there was no alley, there was no second gear. Um, even we even got to see the SAT, who is starting to get on my nerves at this point in life. But you know. <laughs> Did they invent is, anything new while they were there? No, but they did, of course. This is what I was joking about on our Discord once. The SAT, I've seen four matches of theirs. Every match they do at the end of the match, regardless of whether they win or lose, because they lost, they take the mic, challenge somebody, yell about how they're better than every tag team, and then they walk out. 
<laughs> and it's, it's every single SAT match now. And everybody just isn't having it anymore. They're all just like, all right, get off the mic. Like enough of you guys. But you know, that's what, uh, that's lucky me. I got to see SAT again for like the fourth time, but yeah, it was a good show. They're like that generation young buck. Like they were considered the best tag team in the world for a while. And then once they overstayed their welcome, they uh, realized they were they their welcome. No, I no, wouldn't go that far. They're I definitely would not, not go that far. There were a lot of people that were that hyped the FKT like they were the second coming of the freaking Road Warrior in 2002, 2003. I lived through all that crap. What? Uh, I think you're insane, Jayhawk. I think something nothing. has snapped in you, but the SAT is nowhere near. No, I, guys, I never said I thought that. The only reason why I even know their names is because I remember flipping in a wrestling magazine back in the day and being like, I don't know who these guys are. So, and that you, was so you're saying it. you didn't think that, but you know people did think that. Yeah. Those people are stupid. <laughs> yes, yeah. they I agree. Are. Yes, whoever it is, yes, they are. Yeah, I, I kind of treat it like they were in Ring of Honor at the same time at the Brickgo War, and the Brickgo were already good at like 20 and 22 years old. Like, like you weren't even the best tag team in the in your in the big company you were in. I don't know why anybody thought you were the best team in the world, but there were a lot of people who did. Well, I was surprised to see them on a G, on a JCW card because they shit talk GCW and J and and all those other companies every time they're on like Expect the Unexpected or any show that's run in Ridgefield Park because I swear they live in the basement of Ridgefield Park with with uh, Grim Reefer and Azriel, and I could swear Jordan Oliver might sleep down there every once in a while. They bring out the same like ten guys in Richfield Park. I swear they sleep under the in the downstairs of that place. So maybe somebody woke them up. Who knows? What's on, What's this, on weekend? this weekend? Okay, so on the IWTV kind of thing, wrestling open on Thursday night and normal. The man Lucha got a live show on Thursday. Chicago style wrestling hack a show Friday night at 7:30 local time. Blake Christian and Marche Rocket in the main event of that show. NWA Women Champion Camille Brickhalk on the card. A prestige wrestling hack a show that weekend on IWTV as well. That also Friday night, 10 o'clock Eastern, 7 o'clock Pacific time. Alex Shelley against Konico for the prestige championship in the main event of that show. And Jay and the match they booked just for Jay Gold on that show, a no canvas, no rope, barbed wire death match between Drepko and Akira. I know you're looking forward to that, Jay Gold. Oh, every Akira match is like a blessing for me. <laughs> over uh-huh. over on the fight pluck side of thing, uh, they're starting to get into the AIW archive a little bit with some streaming of some of the older shows. Uh, we're recording the gangster at maybe do it on now. I got that on the background. AIW3D will have a have a showing on Thursday. As far as live streaming go, GKW and VXS present Jimmy Lloyd All Grown Up Friday night, 11 o'clock Eastern. Ca- uh, a couple of big shows on Saturday, the 18th. Black Label Pro has their Love Stinks show from Crown Point, Indiana. And the main event of that show for the Midwest Championship, Joshua Bishop against Dominic Garini. That's awesome. That should be fantastic. Uh, Unsanctioned Pro has a show coming up uh, Saturday as well. Lord Crew, Kakanova Valentine, and Bam Colvin in a hardcore three-way match in the main event of that show. I believe Unsanctioned Pro is our friend, uh, uh, Young Ed, over from the formerly Pod Van Dam's favorite, uh, uh, um, one of his favorite, uh, uh, what do we call it, promotions. Yeah. If I ever get fuck you money, I'm going to book Akira against a person in a duck costume, and it's going to be somebody <laughs> that hates Akira, so that they just... <laughs> <laughs> and and then- get revenge for the little duck that he killed. That's it. He, we 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 should get it. 
And then GKW has middle of the night coming up Saturday night, 11 o'clock Eastern, 8 o'clock Pacific time from Los Angeles. Willie Mack against Blake Christian, Nick Gage against Mike Bailey, Commander against Leo Rush, and a lot more before that show as well. So quite a bit going on this weekend. Man, Mike Bailey versus Nick Gage would have been cool like three years ago. Not yeah. not, not today. I'm sure Mike Bailey will get something as uh, good as possible out of Nick Gage. I don't know about that, but all right. I, I am going to agree. Uh, listen, I saw Mike Bailey wrestle five times this weekend in the Mike Bailey was awesome. He's awesome. He's a little awkward in person, you know, as a little, little fella. But Mike Bailey is fucking awesome. I did. There was he had a match against Commander, and that match was sick. Mike Bailey can adapt to any style. Oh, and by the way, Commander, the first round he did this crazy Swanton off a uh, senton or or dive off Swan dive off of the ropes where he does the running ropes. He must he it looked like everyone in the arena thought he slowed down in midair just to spin himself over to come down. He is majestic. But Mike Bailey, I will say, was probably the MVP of that weekend. I know Jordan Oliver won the belt, but Mike Bailey was awesome. I'm sorry, Butters. He was awesome. He had a great he had great great matches. Marcy, what did I say Saturday night about Mike Bailey? You I think the best way to put it would be middle of the road. <laughs> I said his head is bigger than the rest of his body. Oh, if you look part, at his photos, yeah. his head is like twice the size of his body. It looks like somebody made him as a creator wrestler, and his head is just gigantic. The and the rest, and the rest of him is just tiny. Plus, he doesn't like, wear he doesn't I wear like fucking Bailey, boots. So. I I was uncomfortable with the lack of boots. Yes, <laughs> I, I wanted to know when that why that dude was not wearing boots. But you know he is going to do that no matter what. So. All right, we want to get Sean here and get and get this moving. No, I think we're just gonna interview each other for the rest of the episode. I think that's the smarter <laughs> move here. That's fun. Fresh meat. What's going on, Shaw Motherfucking Mason? <laughs> Dang, How's it going, going, man? pretty good i was kind of waiting here waiting for the email and it was in my spam so i apologize that's my fault that's all right that's where all the butters communications go to me anyway right so just spam. yeah it's right it's yeah spam. i'm uh I, it's like on uh parks and rec everything right. from from jerry goes right to the spam all his nice like emails that he would send everybody and then they realized they fucked up when he had this really nice christmas party and they weren't invited <laughs> well yeah. Shaw, here's the thing i i went ahead and wore your shirt tonight yes um now, now I got to ask because my daughter asked me. <laughs> it says "break ankles" with this line in the middle. Is it "I break ankles" or is it "breaky ankles"? Break ankles. What do we got? All right, all right. All right. <laughs> this is definitely something someone had to tell you to ask me because. They, oh no, that was on me. Know, I swear to God, we literally all sat here and just workshop that honestly. Mm. Okay, well, the whole locker room makes fun of me. <laughs> It's it's just break ankles. It was a is intended to be a shape. Um, I'll think a little bit harder next time. No, no. Listen, listen. First of all, I'm going to give you full marks on the shirt. It's super <laughs> soft. It fits really nicely. You must have paid some premium for this puffy, the puffy letters and stuff. You did good. A lot of your your you know your colleagues that we interviewed the last uh, six weeks or so still working on getting their first you know shirt out and whatnot. You did good. I'm going to give you full credit for this one. I appreciate definitely entertaining. It. I, pre- I, have yeah. to, I have to return to the the cotton shirts because I'm going with uh, me and the exchange are doing a little collaboration pretty soon. 
Oh, nice. Good for you. Yeah. Well, I'm going to say keep this, keep these in mind because these are uh, these are good quality. So, cool. welcome to the show. We're really glad to have you. You know, you are the culmination of the students that we've interviewed in our Fresh Meat series this week. Uh, this the last six weeks or so, and uh, I'm going to start off with our, as we call them, housekeeping questions, and and uh, we'll go from there. Um, so, my to start off our line of question, like we do with all your your co co students and co uh, uh, talent there. Tell us about you know, the start of your career, you're relatively new to, to even wrestling. You're relatively new to, to the wrestling world. You've been, you've taken off like a rocket though, for the last, I don't know, six, seven months. Um, tell us about your experiences going to the, the AIW Academy. What were you doing prior, your college experience, your, your um, school experience playing sports? What brought you to this moment? Give us your background here. If you want to, you want to start there. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, I was wrestling in college. I've been wrestling since I was five. Um, actually, just had my last tournament this past weekend. Um, Seventeen years. That's crazy. So I have a little bit of an amateur wrestling background. Um, during like COVID, the big quarantine stuff happening. Um, I I always mess up the date, but I went to a show. It was built to last. I don't know which year it was. It was either. 2019 or 2020 2020 yep just before the pandemic hit yes 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 and um i went to the show uh i loved it loved everything about it i just like i was i, I took it all in i i really every time i've ever gone to the odeon it, it's like the coolest place in the world to me really sad that i probably won't ever wrestle there again but that is what it is but anyway um i emailed dominic garini because he, he's does the training up there and I just I wanted to hop on this train because I was I was so excited. I want to go and they kind of made us come back to John Carroll where we were wrestling in the room. So I kind of had to put everything on pause. Um but I did keep it in the back of my mind. Cause when they called off a second time, they canceled our whole season like um really like only a week in, like a a match into the season. And I was just like, well dude, what am I gonna do? And I just had this in the back of my head and I'm like, all right, well, time to go for it. And I just, I haven't stopped ever since. Um, I did have to kind of take a break when the next season rolled around. I took probably about five months off of like pro wrestling training. So before my debut, I guess I really had like a little under a year, I guess, of actual like, let's, let's get ready for this. So that's. So tell me about the, first of all, where in college are you, where do you go to school? Where are you wrestling currently? Uh, I currently wrestle at John Carroll. I was at Notre Dame College my first year in college, but um, my, this is my my fifth year in college total. So, so you get into you get you get to the school. Tell me what's going through your mind. You're you're coming from an amateur wrestling background, and we call it amateur, but it's not really amateur. You come from a regular. You know, you're you're going from a full contact, um, uh, one of the more the most physical of the one on one competition, so to speak, in all of sports. Uh, you know, what were your thoughts? You get to the ring, you get to the school and you see what's going on. What did you start with? What did you think? What was going through your mind when you took that first bump? So pro wrestling is no joke. And mm -hmm. I'm the biggest mark in the world. I'm not going to lie to you. I get there. I don't know who anybody really is. I just like, I'm ready. I'm ready to just hop in this ring. And I, I my first bump that I ever took, I'm like, oh, this is going to be pretty soft, right? Like, we all seen this on TV and I just Name like, kinda, words. I just kind of, <laughs> I just kind of jump, jump back as if like I'm jumping on a trampoline and I almost broke my back. I, I can't, I can't lie. 
so that was like a a wake up call like, like all right this is i gotta really really like take this as serious as i can and then we did the endurance drill and i don't even care like how much i'm prepared for college wrestling it's just a whole form of um different uses of muscles different endurance just everything about it even though it's like things translate and you can have some muscle memory into certain moves and movements um it's just different and it's hard mm-hmm. and i don't think you ever really get used to it i just think that you have to be as prepared as possible and so it was an adjustment it was an adjustment but once i i made that adjustment and i was able to use certain tools from amateur into the into the world of pro wrestling i think that it allowed me to kind of and i just really wanted i really wanted it so i was going to the advanced class i was going to the beginner class i would I would watch it on the advanced class and then I would try to apply what I learned to the beginner class. And then eventually I was just like, Dom, please let me participate in this advanced class, please, please, please. And um, he kind of, I don't know if he like was like, all right, you're, you're ready. Or he was just like, this kid won't shut up. We're going to bring him here. And then I just started going, I would, I would, I would try to roll around with certain people that I really anybody who would let me roll with them. And I just picked up some things and I just kept going at it. What do you think? So you're you're in it. The pandemic hits. I'm sure you're derailed a little bit. Um, you're you're trying to you, you have time to figure things out. Uh, what what were you watching to get yourself ready for that point? And where did the gimmick come from? So before you even get to your debut, you ha- you guys all have some sort of classes where you're trying to figure out your gimmicks and whatnot. Where did this come from? It is a very um, to the roots, almost Kurt Angle, you know, Chad Gable. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I will say there aren't that many guys doing the same thing on the indies right now. There are guys who want to try to do it. They don't look the part. You know, they don't. You can't feel the same part like of guys who haven't been as good or as high level amateur wrestling. So, what brought you to this is where this is what you want to put yourself in. You know, you're trying to emulate. You know, almost in the same in the same breath as a Kurt Angle. You know, the gimmick, the shirt. You know, with the same colors. What what brought you to that spot? And and were you a Kurt Angle fan as a wrestling fan, as an amateur wrestling fan? Did you watch him? Did you watch Brock? Did you watch, you know, Chad Gable? Who were you watching? All right. So I never thought that I was going to wear a singlet in the world of pro wrestling. I loved Kurt Angle. Um, I thought everything he did was cool. And I, and I enjoyed watching him because he, you could, when you watch him, you could tell he does some amateur moves within his style. And I, obviously I continue to observe that today. Um, but I, I liked Ray Mysterio. I liked Jeff Hardy, John Cena, Brandy Orton. Um, really, the ruthless aggression, like Arrow, was definitely my spot. I never would have thought I was gonna do anything that Kurt Angle does. And I remember getting there. I'm like, man, I don't know what I'm gonna wear, what I'm gonna be. I bought tights off of E Lucha, and it had like a yin yang sign on it. Like I was totally going the opposite way. Um, and I just remember one day Dom kind of looked at me and said, you're, you're good at what you do. Stick to that. Not stick to that. Like, you know, he didn't mean leave. He, he, yeah. He didn't mean leave. He meant give me more of that game of what you do in, in the amateur world. Right. Yeah. And it kind of just like, it got me thinking like, okay, like I could do this. Um, and it just kind of like, once you kind of get into that field of vision, like this is kind of what I'm going to be doing. It's probably one of the, easier things to put together in terms of gear gear look and like um just your style ultimately and, and i'm like okay i guess i i could kind of incorporate this into my style and really i just had to be myself at the end of the day so that's that was pretty easy 
which is what they tell you, right? You play a better, better part when you're, when part of that is your, your real self in there. What? So let's fast forward a little bit. You said you went to that. You went, you're going to the, the amateur, the, the rookie classes, you're going to the advanced classes. Tell me about when you got to, when you got the call, when you got the notice from, from John Thorne, you're going to make your debut. Um, and this is who you're going to go against. What was it like for you stepping through the curtain at the Odeon? What were you thinking leading up to your match there at Fresh Meat? Tell us a little bit about that. So Thorne came to training one day, and it was it was like a normal practice. We were doing our practice matches. We were, you know, been been a good – I don't know how to put this. We've been doing practice matches for a while at that point. Mm-hmm. And I actually thought I did really bad that practice match. I was, like, beating up I'm, – I'm pretty hard on myself. Um, I always watch back my matches, practice or not, and I just – I was super frustrated with how it went, and he just gave me that news right after, like, well, you better pretty much get your shit together because, like, you guys got an end date now, and he told us. And at first, it's like he only gave off a couple names, but then, like, they were now we had a group. Now we had a show, and it was, it was all starting to come together, and I was just like, I was getting ready for this, and I was nervous because I always just wanted to be prepared. I wanted to look the look, and... Definitely not as big as I want to be, but if I, I wouldn't have probably have been wrestling if I waited till I was big. And who knows if I even get big, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but that's the goal. That is definitely the goal. Um, but moving on with the, the debut story, um, I was told I was going up against Wes. And uh, for those who don't know, Wes is definitely one of the reasons that I started pro wrestling. He's who I remember being a heel. I remember at that Built to Last show, he literally was face to face with this fan and smacked his beer out of his hands. And it was amazing. Best thing I ever saw in my life. And it was uh, a great heel. He was a great heel. He's a really good face, but he's a terrific agitator. Amazing. Amazing. And I just like that interaction. I wanted it like being cheered or booed. It didn't matter to me. I just, I wanted to get in like a reaction with those crowds. And he told me I was going up against Wes. It meant the world. It meant the world. And kind of being at the Odeon before I was about to go out, I sh- sure I was nervous. I had those like those jitters, but I was calm. I was like I was ready to go. Like I was excited for this. Everyone like I pace back and forth before I go out of the curtain, like like how an amateur wrestler would like say, uh, walking side to side. And was like, dude, why are you so nervous? And I go, I'm not nervous. I'm ready. Like what? You- this is what I do. People still don't understand that. They'll ask me to this day, like just breathe, man, just breathe. I go, what are you talking about, dude? But um. You have family there at the show? Because I saw you had family at a, at a – I was at a, a Hell on Earth, and I saw your family there too. Did you have family at the show? How many did you have? I'm not going to lie. We had – I brought a lot of people for that debut. There's 40, 50, maybe 60. I don't know. There's a lot of people there. Moving tickets. All that right. was like half the crowd. Yeah, for sure. I had people sneaking upstairs. Like, I was – that's where I was, like, warming up before I went into, like, Gorilla. And – I was like, what are you guys doing up here? Like, they're right with like all the other wrestlers that are getting ready and they're just sitting hanging over the belt, like the top of the Odeon. And um, that's what I expect from them. That's what my family's always done. They've always snuck into stadiums, um, Ohio State stadiums. Like, that's just what they do. They just get, they didn't sneak into the Odeon, but they just, they go where they want. And it's a, it's a blessing and it's a curse at the same time because they piss people off and it's, I'm so, apology to everybody, but 
that's just who they are. Yeah. Uh, yeah hell on they, earth. Your apolo- Nick, your apology from hell on earth better right there. Hell, hell on <laughs> earth. I, I was a little salty, but it worked out. It was, I didn't have to say anything. Things just kind of worked themselves out, but I was a little salty for a minute to hell on earth. The Mason yeah. brigade causing trouble. everywhere. <laughs> I'll tell you what though. Uh, the, the Barkley brigade was way worse. And I, I, they're your family and friends are nowhere near as bad as the Barkley brigade was. Cause at least they don't interrupt the matches to the point where like wrestlers are like wanting to fight them uh and throwing stuff <laughs> and they don't throw stuff at the wrestlers and, and like try to like physically get in altercations like we've seen with his family so that's that's a good thing you, you, yeah, at they, least your family wasn't almost yet. murdered by eddie kingston right at least yeah at least yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, of all the people to piss off eddie yeah. kingston tom waller and nick gage not a good idea and that happened with his family so i just wish like okay my family they they mean well they have great hearts um sometimes they say or act they're learning that's that's a good cap on they are learning to the atmosphere but they will always always cheer <laughs> it doesn't matter they don't care what anybody thinks that's just who they are they've all you should see them in amateur wrestling like competition are very quiet n- nonetheless and you could hear them like top of the top of the stadium like they're loud they they walk where they walk they go where they go but they mean well they really do and that's good. Don't ever apologize for that. I like that a lot. I think uh, I think you want to have your family around, especially in this industry. You want to feel comfortable when you get out there. I think guys who are too nervous can cause problems and guys who are, you know, when you have your family, you get that confidence and you get comfortable and, and it makes it a little bit easier. So you finish the match, you had your, your, your entire family there, literally probably the whole uh, uh, classmates.com family tree there. And so tell me about how you felt. You left the ring. Match is over. You go behind the curtain. What do you got? Broner. Broner standing right there, ready to just tell me congratulations. And um, ah. he's he's a cool guy. He's he's someone I've – one of my uh, my mentors, per se. I have a lot of mentors at the academy, but, you know, trying to, trying to not pull back the curtain too much just in case we have some upcoming matches going along. But Broner was there. A lot of others were there ready to congratulate me. And – um. I just wanted to talk to Wes. I wanted to talk to Wes and I want to say like, how did I do? And, um, I wanted you kind of need to give people some, some time after a match, you, you know, they're breathing, they're, they're processing what happened. And I'm just like, how'd it go? Like, what's going on? Trying yeah. to learn what happened. Where, Hey, Thorne, can I watch that match back? Where can I get the film? And <laughs> I'm just I like that. I like it. That's just, that's just who I was. And, um, one of our, I, I can't, it was after the show. Someone's one of our buddies, like, passed out or something i don't know what happened but the ambulance came and that kind of gave me time to interact with the the people who came to watch me so hopefully that's excellent with that dude that's excellent i'm gonna i'm gonna hand off my uh my next uh set of questions to charlie or to jayhawk i'm not saying your friend passing on the ambulance is excellent but my brother went down in a heap outside the odeon once too so we all know we all know what it's like when someone goes down at the odeon i'm glad that that everything was okay though um let me hand you off to uh home office here for our next set i have one very specific question i was told to ask on twitter today by porter o'shea what is your win-loss record um you know i don't call it win-loss i call it lessons so you could tell porter o'shea that he can forget himself you could tell him he's (laughs) just lay into him he listens i know he does listen he's been a guest he listens yeah Yeah. salty porter is a big fan i love him and you're allowed to Kirk on this show. You don't have to fend for yourself. If you don't want to. Uh, 
Well, yeah, well, you, yeah, I think you of all the students, you have the most winningest record, right? I'm pretty I would sure. Say there's, I would say that there's more wins than losses, but I could be wrong. I guess math isn't the best subject. <laughs> Don't make me get Jayhawk to go. We'll put this on pause, and we'll have Jayhawk find your win loss on cage match, my friend. We I'm will I'm, get. I'm, I'm I'm he was, I figured he was doing it. I was going to do it before <laughs> just to see because it, it was it was a question. I was like, oh, something's up. What's up with this? Uh, what so do we that, got? That was my main one. Um, so you you did uh, amateur wrestling, uh, you know, wrestling before this. Did you did you backyard with your friends? Like you have a lot of friends and family there. Did you did you goof off in the backyard? Did you have like a backyard fed or anything? We had the most established underground trampoline wrestling league in Parma, Ohio. It was it was insane. Parents fought. Um, friendships. Oh, oh yeah. It was it was intense. It was intense before there was AIW. No, no, <laughs> it was it was great. It was great. <laughs> what was your uh, what was your back backyard or name? Um, so I took I kind of jacked off of someone's name. Um, he created this guy in one of the WWE SmackDown versus Raw games. It was Killer V, and that was his name. And I just kind of took it. And I remember him looking at me like, dude, like that's my creative character's name. <laughs> and I go like, like so, like who cares? <laughs> and I rolled with it. So I'm living out Killer V's dream right now. I just want to put that out there. Well, now we know what your Halloween episode next year's name should be. Yeah, oh, no, you didn't, no, you didn't no like rapping. Swaggy P. Actually, P. I, I loved Swaggy P. I I think I was one of the few. <laughs> online who went absolutely i thought it was absolutely brilliant and i did like it very much okay so if we count Quaggy b appearing to calling all skeleton we've got i've got shaw making at eight and five hey oh that's right. some record right there right. another couple wins you'd be challenging for the ufc uh lightweight championship right there so, so you're right on it i think yeah and i think outside of aw i think i'm pushing just about 30 matches total maybe a little under but yeah, they're just working yep yeah, I'm just looking up AIW, but you don't have a cage match profile yet. So it makes yeah, it a little bit harder to find you. But. So for Paradigm, the UWFI rules, you definitely fit right in with that. So once I saw you, I kind of figured that would be something that they would bring you right in and, and start you uh, doing that. Uh, your your gimmick definitely lends itself right to that. Somebody else that really surprised me doing that was uh, Braden Lee, who actually has uh, amateur wrestling background. So I'd like to see you two mix it up if possible at some point. Uh, I think that needs to happen. So uh, if the uh, promoters of Paradigm, who their names listen, escape me, but they, they do Gary, listen. What, he was get, on our show. Yes. Uh, please book uh, Braden Lee against uh, Shaw Mason because that needs to happen. And I need to see that match. So, yeah. And if you need a referee to work that match, I will make myself available. <laughs> you don't All know the UWFI rules. It's too complicated for you, Jay. I don't want to see Shaw Mason in a 30-second UWFI match, so I'd like to see it go a little bit. I want to see three, four, five minutes. Maybe we go into whatever that other next step is. Well, that always the drives me them, insane. With the two of them, I think it would it would go longer than that, I think. It wouldn't be just a short one, so it'd be all right. I'm, I'm, I've not always been the biggest proponent of the UWFI, but I think, I think Shaw does have this style that would lend itself to something like that. For sure. Um, Jayhawk? Honestly, Jayhawk, you most of the questions that I had, but mm-hmm. I'll, I'll throw something together here. Uh, so the biggest compliment I've heard people give you is that you remind them a lot of Kurt Angle. And the uh, biggest critic I've heard people say of you is, God, the guy copying Kurt Angle. So I guess my question for you <laughs> is, is, like, 
Obviously, you've mentioned the Kurt Angle influence, but how do you try to make it your own? I guess I'll get back where I'm going with it. Well, I think what's pretty inspiring about Kurt Angle is that, like, yeah, he's an amazing amateur wrestler. But if you watch him, every now and then he'll bust out something that's just totally out of his arsenal. And that's just kind of the idea that I had. Like, hey, yeah, I could do these amateur things and I can, you know, get the ankle lock out of anywhere. But I can also bust out some things that you aren't expect to happen. That's kind of like this this take that I have. Um, do people like it? Well, I guess we'll find out in the long run. But that's just kind of my approach. Yeah. Well, I am going to say the finish you did of Riley Rogue on Saturday, where you almost turned that ankle lock and like an Indian death lock at the same time. Like that. That just need to be the finish moving forward. Like don't just go with the regular ankle lock anymore, but. Yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna question your finish with the ankle lock. Like you've, you seem to be like you go right to it quite a bit. Um, and I was just curious, like if you say, like you know, you you have that best of three series. Um, and going forward, say you had another series with somebody, and say maybe they did something where submissions weren't available, uh, in their favor. So what would you try to use as like a pin? Would you? Would you then take the angle slam, make it your own Olympic slam? Or would you, do you got something else in your arsenal that we haven't seen yet for a pin uh, or like a finishing move that would involve a pin instead of a submission? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I definitely want to touch on all those questions. I'll start off with the ankle lock that I used against Riley Rose. Yes. Um, that is like a, a variance of the Robin Hood special. And someone who taught me that was actually Lee Moriarty actually taught me that at one nice. of his seminars. And I was like, hey, Lee, like, this is very close to the ankle lock. Do you think I could, like, use that as the ankle lock? And he said, oh, most definitely. And, like, he showed me around a little bit, and then Dom helped me touch it up. Um, so I'm still working on that. It's more so, like, I don't – I can't always have these guys rolling out at the ankle lock. So when I want something tight, that's going to do the job, I think, for me. So definitely look to look, stay on the lookout for that one. If there was a match without submission rules – well, I hit that like regal plex ish move a lot. I yeah, had that, that pretty gross, by the way. The I one that, you hit on Riley was that gross. Was, that was nasty. That was the nastiest one I've ever hit in my life. Um, hope he's okay. Um, I had that spinning cross body that mm-hmm. is scares. I do like that. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that's a that scares me every time I hit it, but. I think that kind of goes back to what you said about like how Kurt Angle would pull something like crazy out of his arsenal that like you hadn't seen before, like him doing the moonsault off the cage, you having that diving cross body into the crowd or uh, off the ropes into the ring. I mean, that's something that like just is out of the left field that I think is definitely a spectacular move when you hit it. Cause it comes out of nowhere and people, a lot of people that may have seen you for the first time don't expect it. So I think that's really um, something impressive to, uh, having your arsenal like that, that I kind of, I can see the comparison there for it's something sure. to be at a left field like that. So did you guys go to the Kent show or watch the Kent show? Uh, yes, I was at the yeah. Kent show. Yeah. I watched it. If you saw, I, I hit a Canadian destroyer and there was no preparation for that. That was, I showed up. I don't know what I was on that day. And I was like, I want to try this. <laughs> and thankfully like someone had taken that move before. And I was, I was able to get that ready and so yeah that's just like that's where my mind's at i if i if i want to do something i'm going to try to do it and as long as i could keep everyone safe that's what i'm going to do and you never know what's going to happen i guess like uh, i just want to see that happen on pb now 
<laughs> yeah yeah i mean you can, you can get that the jump off the second rope you know get like a panama sunrise going into yeah. it i think that would be perfect just boom boom take him over that yeah. would be insane i i, I would that's what i expect from aiw is insane <laughs> shit like that so uh i will be uh watching and waiting and then i can be like hey i gave him that idea <laughs> yeah yeah well we'll see if we can make that work so what did you think about that that best of three with Cisco Silver? How did you like working with him? He's he's amazing to work with. Um, when you got someone that has the same background as you, you guys tend to flow pretty well, at least from yeah. my experience. And whatever idea I had, he was down with it. If he had like we we were ready to go, and it didn't matter what was going to happen, we we're gonna try to make every match better than the last. Hopefully, that's what we did. Because mm-hmm. um, every approach was like, all right. How are we gonna how are we gonna do this one up? And they're normal matches, so it's not like we had like all right, we gotta get to this I this idea, but it was it was we both had the same approach, like, hey, we're here to impress people. And if it if it was a fight. It really was. It was like, all right, well I'm gonna do this and you're gonna do that. And we built off of each other. So kudos to him for real. Good for you. Gonna, oh, sorry, guys, I'm going to turn it over to Marsh real quick, uh, but I have one last question. Who uh, right now, give me like three names, uh, not in AIW that you want to face that are like dream opponents for you right now on the indies. I just made the joke to the locker room that I wanted to wrestle Carlito. That oh. that would be hilarious. Um, my era, I guess. Um, I really want to wrestle Lee. That would be really fun. And hmm, who else have I seen that I really want to wrestle? Um, dang, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of people I really want to wrestle right now. Boogeyman, let's do Boogeyman. Can I wrestle? Uh, him? Is that possible? Can I do that? Listen, I mean, we can will it. We'll will it into the world. I think it's worth it. You know, our friend Young Ed has been trying to get Boogeyman in AIW for a long time, and Thorn has teased it a bunch of times. Um, but maybe you will be the one to get it to happen. I personally want to see you face Alex Shelley. Um, yeah. I watched him face Bandito, and they had like this ridiculous mat wrestling like clinic. And I feel like he could be somebody that not only would you have a good match with, but I think that you could learn a ton from. Uh, and I watched Lee Moriarty have a best of three series with him, and I feel like you could definitely have a best of three series with him, and uh, it would be incredible. So that that's that's like actually my number one. I'd really like to see uh, you and Alex Shelley face off. So hopefully AIW can get that to happen someday. I want to get yeah, one more of, question in before we talk off to talk it over to Marky here, though. Uh, you've got six months experience in the business. You've already wrestled Tom Lawler twice. What's that experience like getting in the room with a guy like Tom Lawler? It's um, it's pretty nerve wracking. Um, he's a great guy. He's he's really cool to work with. Um, I just wanted like my mentality to that wrestling Tom was I wanted to be able to go toe to toe with him. I wanted to be able to step up and deliver essentially. Um, I didn't care what was going to happen. I didn't care what I had to do. I wanted to be able to deliver and have a match with Tom Waller, two of them to be exact. So um, it was a learning experience. I feel like every, every event I'm wrestling someone very, very different than the last opponent. And I, it's shaping me up to like, I want to be able to wrestle anybody. I want to be able to have a match with anybody, a good match. And um, I want to be mentally prepared for that. So wrestling Tom was definitely like this high bar 
but also there was a lot of lessons within that match. So moving forward, I think it's it's really helped me a lot. And if I think of other people that are dream matches throughout the rest of this podcast, I definitely will throw them out. This is something I'm going to be like driving in my car. I'm like, oh, I should have said his name. I just I went black for a second. So there's the I, I see a little I see a little Lance Storm in you, too, if you if you don't mind. I think okay. uh, you kind of carry yourself a little bit like that. Um, I think, uh, you know, you come breaking out some of those those ro- off the ropes moves is, is a little bit of a uh, almost like a Lance Storm. He was a very technical <clears throat> wrestler. You know, I think I think that was that would be a definitely uh, an interesting comparison if you put those matches up together. But um, sorry, Marcus, I didn't mean to. Uh, Oh, yeah, yeah. Jump in on you. Go ahead. Mercy, now you have uh, 45 minutes to talk, so have fun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so at the top of the interview, you mentioned the shirt collaboration you're doing uh, with the exchange. How did all of that and like the sponsorship come about? Uh, so the exchange are just they're just a great group of people. And um just constantly talking with like my boss and my coworkers, and like we never were like ready to like push the button to ask someone like like one of the owners, like, hey, is this something that we can do? But they were very supportive about it. They they said, "Hey, I'm I'm one of them." And you know, typically this is something they don't do. But um, I also had someone really cool helping me along the way that kind of smoothed things over and you know built the bridges for this to happen. So once that happened, they they're just very supportive. Um, asked for nothing in return. They just they were ready to just help me out. And I just I in in return they say, "Hey, just uh." Do your job at the store, I guess. Nonetheless, um, now you guys implied that working at the exchange does that also mean you have an interest in that stuff, like movies, music, video games, things like that? Oh, most definitely, yeah. Um, I collect vinyl. I'm a big video game guy. I have a big wrestling DVD collection. Um, yes, I I'm trying to catch up on all the classics that I've missed that people still look at me and say, "What? You haven't watched those yet?" So, like what? Like what? What are they telling you? you haven't watched yet? I have been trying to watch for the past like two years. Um, oh, why is it blanking on me now? Morgan Freeman's in it. Uh, the 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 prison movie. Help me out. Oh, oh Shawshank Redemption. Thank yeah. you. It's my name. Jeez, yeah. dude, it's my that's my favorite movie of all time. That one goes up like one. You gotta watch it. Read I've been trying book. to watch that for years, and I haven't got to it yet. No excuse, Shaw. I'm gonna go ahead and uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and cut you off right now and just uh, send you on your way. No excuse. Before before you never talk to me again, I at least wanna <laughs> I at least wanna make it worth it. So when I first started working when I first started working at the exchange, they were teaching me how to like um, clean the glass. And my boss goes like, "Hey, what do you like better, the original Karate Kid or the Goonies?" At the time, I hadn't seen the original Karate Kid, so I was just like, "Oh, the Goonies, duh." And he, someone said wrong answer because he was going to teach me how to wax on, wax off, right? Um, so that's when I started like, all right, I'm going to watch what I need to so I could keep up with the references. You can have Tyson Riggs show you the wax on, wax off, if I understand. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that's Bear Shark. On, that's that's man, man Bear Pig Martial Arts. It works that's out. Too, that's too basic for Bear Shark Martial Arts. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, uh, as far as video games, is there anything you like, to, any type of games you like to play? Oh, yeah. Um, big Call of Duty guy. Obviously, I love my wrestling games, um, sports games as well. Uh, when I get want to get creative, uh, I'll throw in Minecraft. I'm a really, I have a big collection, so I can't really narrow it down. But if I had to pick one, I would say I'm a Call of Duty guy. 
What is what is the infatuation? I know a lot of you guys your age. I'm a little bit older than you. Um, why does everybody love that game? What is the what is the draw for somebody like you for that game? I just feel like it got really really popular at like a time when like you're also trying to make friends, and I just feel like that was common ground, and I just mm-hmm. loved it the whole time, and I stuck with it my whole life. So like, honestly, what? honestly, any anything, any game really, and me me starting to teach i i could see all these like students like what's popular what's not like and even just being at the exchange like you could see what like these games are like not good at all but like hey it's something that you guys can click with so mm-hmm. um and then as far as like music you collecting vinyls is there any like any pieces in your collection that you're especially proud of um i'm trying to get all of eminem's like discography and i'm I don't want to say that I'm close because there's so many individual pieces, but there are artists like him, uh, the Notorious B.I.G., um, Jay-Z is a hard one. I'm starting to complete certain collections. I'm a long way from all those individual releases, but I really like my my old school hip hop for sure. Nice. For sure, for sure. Um, And then favorite movie? I've been trying to think about this the whole week and – I was just like, how do they not separate these by genres? There's no way. That's not fair. Um, I don't want to do a late one and say, like, the first Fast and the Furious or something. Um, I've been trying to think yeah, about it. We don't have to spring up that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, that was my answer, though. That's the craziest thing. All right. <laughs> All right. You know what? We had other people whose favorite movie was Barnyard. It's fine. It's it's, it's yeah. People have really weird favorite movies. Like, when I did the one-minute interview, Hearing what Derek and Ziggy's favorite movies are, off the wall stuff. So everybody has really weird favorite. That, like, that one's just sentimental. I feel like that one's very sad. My mom and I like we love that series, and that's just like the first one, and it's awesome. And it's kind of that whole series turned into complete garbage, but um, that one was cool. So I, I feel like this is also something I'll think about like in a week and be like, man, this was definitely my favorite movie, and I totally messed up on that but you know what no regrets so Wait, there's no right tweet. answer you can always there's tweet no us right answer. tweet yeah. us an update i'm gonna tweet you an update of all my answers <laughs> <laughs> so we'll have to add into like the post show notes right full edit full edit in the post show notes yeah. so you just got engaged right i did i did all Good right for you yes congratulations thank you um so you're relatively young you're engaged now you're doing wrestling you're in college how the fuck do you have time to do all that how do you how do you make time like to do uh, eight million things i can barely manage to have a job a life outside of my job and podcast so how do you do like 17 things yeah so my schedule today was wake up class wrestling go to the exchange typically it'd be like pro wrestling after and then like homework or something like that and then maybe video games. Oh yeah, hey, I have a fiance too. So I don't really know. I don't. Really, I just kind of like sit back and I just smile. I smile because I'm like, okay, what's getting like not sacrificed, but what's what's getting less attention today than the other one? And I kind of just kind of laugh at everything because like I'm not going to give up anything. I everything I do is what I love to do. So why would I sacrifice something? Um, maybe. I probably would be more efficient in a lot of things if I gave it my full attention, but I just can't because I have to do everything, unfortunately. And um, yeah, just sit back and fucking smile. I'm not going to lie to you. Something wrong with that. Wait till you have a kid. 
I I barely have time for myself, but uh, yeah, you sounds good. Sounds like you're uh, you have a good head on your shoulders. Come right now, you're young. You still have the energy. I'll, I'll ask her what she thinks about having a kid anytime soon. Just, no, don't don't do that. Not not right now. <laughs> so, take, take, take your time on that. Make sure you're right. make sure you're both Thank ready you. for that. We'll save yeah. we'll save that one. All right, all right. She'll That's listen a to this. Idea. Gonna, so what the hell are you doing? She's gonna listen to this. So well, I can't wait to like see her live reaction. So. <laughs> I'm sure that'll be lovely. Sure, sure. <laughs> Shout out. We, nice. we have anything else before we get to voicemails? No, I don't oh, think. I we think... forgot. We forgot to ask our question. Who do you ride with, Shaw? Who, oh, yeah. who, are, your, who are your riding yeah. partners when you go when you go out of out of the area? Um, it, again, this this has been kind of different. Like I go with members only a lot. Jocelyn, Derek, um, Porter O'Shea. I've rode with Dom. Marino, J- Josh Bishop. It kind of really just depends, like where we're going. Um, who's your favorite? A lot of, a lot of my, a lot yeah. Of my- who's your favorite? Let's go. Who's your favorite? I'm gonna get the poor kid killed. Get the poor kid killed. Yeah, the answer should be should be the biggest one. Who's? How about this? I'm gonna do something that most don't do. Who do you think is the best person? I'll tell you if you're right. Uh, if I was going to ride with people, it would probably be Derek and members only. I think I'd get along yeah, with them the most. Same. That would be who I would get along with the most, but the guy I would want to ride in the car with the most would be Dom. If just the sheer knowledge of how many plays can keep Ben. I think you get a lot more, a lot more uh, time in the learning tree with, with Dom, but that's true. That's true. So I'm glad that you brought that up. And, um, this, this brings a, a quick little story. So typically, every depending on who you ride with, everyone brings a different element, and it, I just enjoy it all. I really do. And I would say maybe a month after my debut, maybe two months, I don't know, I was riding with Dom, Broner, and Jocelyn. And we were riding back, and I just remember, I guess it was a joke ultimately, but JB said that Dom doesn't like to be talked to when he's driving back. <laughs> and I was just like, okay, all right. So I'm kind of like trying to... F- I'm a way back from New Jersey, kind of stay up, not like close my eyes or anything. And we're just slow. I'm, I, I can't help fight the urge to sleep. And I kind of wake up and we're almost home. And I go, wow, dang. Like, I, I really thought that I was awake that whole time. And Dom just goes, no, no, you weren't. You were awake for like 10 minutes. <laughs> I go, I'm sorry, Dom. Like, someone told me that you don't like to be talked to on the way back. And he goes, no, that's not true. I'd much rather talk the whole time than stare off into the abyss for nine hours. And I'm just, I'm just like, I won't ever do that again. And yeah, you were being ribbed. Huh? You were definitely being ribbed. Oh, yeah. Poor kid. Yeah, yeah Bishop definitely threw me under the bus for that. <laughs> oh, I love it. That's amazing. <laughs> so, yeah, I have not gone on a ride with Dom since, I don't think, but I will try to get another one and prove to him my, my worth. You got to stay awake, man. Those long drives, it's worth it for the conversation. I don't know how these, some of these stories I hear from these kids. They're like, yeah, I drove from, I was going from New York to Indianapolis and I, and I'm full asleep. You it's your responsibility to keep the driver awake. It's the, it's the shotgun's responsibility to talk to the driver. Cause you don't want to wake up in a ditch somewhere. That's uh, yeah. that was, that's true. And I've, I've, I've learned from that. And I was fighting demons that night, trying to stay awake. <laughs> but I also was like, "Man, I don't, I can't even talk to this guy. So what do I do?" But that's not true. He's Dom is a very awesome person to talk to. Has a lot of stories and a lot of wisdom to share. 
Um, so I think he knows. It. I think he knows that I'm sorry. You haven't lived until you take a ride with Sabu. That's when you know that you're you're living. Uh, I drove Sabu around, and all he did was make anti-Semitic remarks. So you know you haven't lived until you've heard just the hateful banter come spewing out of Sabu's mouth in your car. Yeah, but because of Sabu, I I put on like two times the amount of deodorant, cologne, and hairspray to smell good. For- <laughs> He has what? Did he have a complaint about about his wrestling partner stinking or the fans? Which one? There's just a, like a training story, and it's always Sabu told this to everybody that you have to smell good for your <laughs> your. So, I don't know. Someone observed Sabu doing something, and it was Sabu's the gold standard for smelling good. Huh. Mm. <laughs> I did not know that <laughs> fucking guy. Good smelling anti-Semites. Smell. All right. Right. I, I'll tell you what didn't smell that day. His bathroom after I blew it up after that day. I went out <laughs> so I got the last laughs on that one. The next time Funkin' can tell, we have to ask him about Caboon's yeah, hygiene, I guess. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> yeah, that'd be a good one. That'd be a good one. All right. Uh, well, let's jump into some voicemails. First up is the other JB. Hey, Indie Wrestling Guide. It's the other JB here calling in earlier in the week uh, to make sure I get it in. So you've got Shaw Mason as your interview subject for the week. First time I met Shaw Mason was at the Bill Alfonso Hardcore Tournament. Um, I got in there. He was running the uh, merch booth for the namesake of the event. Um, he was like, hey, see you eyeing the jacket here? And I'm like, yes, I am, but... I won't make a decision after a couple of beers, and wouldn't you know it, a couple of beers, and I got a jacket at the end of the night. <laughs> Alrighty. So, um, loving his in-ring that he's got. But um want to get to know a little bit more. Um, works at the exchange, so there's a lot of music there. Um, I don't know why it came to my head. Um, oh, yeah, that's right. On Twitter, I saw that um, Big Time Rush's boyfriend is having its 12th anniversary a couple of days ago. Um probably about a week ago at the time of the episode's release. So I was wondering what everyone's favorite Disney Channel or Nickelodeon um, music group is, or for the other crowd, for the uh, non-Disney Nickelodeon crowd, what is your favorite um, musical artist or group that's kind of centered around a movie or TV show that um, is more or less um, created for the show? Um, mine's McTime Rush, obviously. Um, halfway there is my favorite track. Alrighty. I'll uh, see y'all when I see y'all. So, I guess, Shaw, do you have a favorite Disney or Nickelodeon musical group? Yeah, mine's also Big Time Rush as well. I'm not going to lie. I went to their concert. It was my first concert. And um, I was I always dressed like them. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Sorry. That was a phase. Still like them, so I'm not hiding anything. I still like them. To go back on his point about selling him that jacket, I definitely thought everybody was going to hate me because I was I was a hustler. I was I was trying to sell Rip City shirts. Uh, I was selling Fonzie's jacket, AIW merch. People hated me. I swear they were they did not want to hear me anymore. I'm like, come on, buy a shirt. Um, it's hard being the merch person. It's hard trying to show you know your job. You know, people are going to be like enough for stop pestering me. But, you know, who doesn't care? Dustin, you should follow Alberti when it comes to the merch. 
Exactly. And the guys appreciate it, too. They they got a couple bucks out of it. Of course. What do you got, Butters? I, I'm going to tell you my, my favorite Disney, or uh, I'm going to go with an MTV boy band together. Oh, I don't have a Disney one, uh, but if I, I have two separate that are just like movie-based music groups. Uh, one is CB4, Sub yes. 4. Yep. Uh, Shaw, if you don't know what that is, it might be before your time, but it's, uh, it's a movie that has Chris Rock in it. You should really check that out. It's a good comedy. Um, the other is going to be, uh, the wonders from that thing you do. Oh, okay, that's a good one. Yeah, that was, uh, that's the first one that came to mind, but, uh, Subwalk forward just came to mind too. And I'm like, oh, that's a good one too. Dude, so. there's, there's another one in that vein, NWH from, uh, fear of a black hat. That movie, those guys were amazing. I don't know if you've ever seen that mockumentary. Mm-mm. Um, check that out. Fear of a black hat. It was on, uh, it's on stars now or something. It's, it's like a nineties mockumentary about um nwa it's and it's a different band it's so good i highly recommend the other one would be together from mtv do you guys remember that show they mm-hmm. did a fake boy band called together yeah marcy you remember hell yeah and, and one of the and it was like all stereotype members of like the boy band and one of them was like an old fat dude and he was, <laughs> that, was that was chris farley's brother kevin yeah 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 he was supposed to be he was supposed to be the joey fatone and they just made it like they just used chris farley's like overweight kind of middle-aged brother it was that that was great i highly recommend everybody check that out it's the number two together and it's really good i did just watch timey boy by the way that's a that's a classic that oh, i good for one. you there yes, you go yes uh, oh, I forgot finger bang from uh, a South Park. <laughs> you just took mine. God damn it. Was it? That was it. I thought you were going to say spinal tap. My bad. No, final tap. Final tap is really good. Um, I, I, I'm aging myself badly here. I'm going to give a shout out to the monkey. Oh, for fuck's sake. That's you're not you're not even old enough to appreciate that either. Neither one. None of us are. No, well, here's the thing, though. The question specifically Nickelodeon and Disney Channel. By the time Disney Channel Nickelodeon started doing bands based on their show, I was too old for those. No, yeah, true. I gotta, I gotta kind of, I gotta kind of work with what I can work with. That's true. If you said something on like recent Nickelodeon, I think you're a little pervy. But since you didn't do that, I'll give you the monkeys. All right. (laughs) He's not Ed. He's not young Ed. Right. Uh, my, my kid, my and we're, we're thinking like my kid grew up that age where they could watch that stuff. But Logan really doesn't watch anything on Disney because cartoon, and Emily doesn't watch a lot of because anime. So I really don't even have the kids to you can go back background for it. Huh? Now I'm I'm curious, Marcy. What do you got for me on this one? I'm, I'm gonna go curious. with the Beats from Doug. Oh <laughs> shit! All right, all right. The Beats. Oh my god. The Beats. Alternatively, when Doug and Skeeter started that band, they made that song "Banging on the Trash Can." <laughs> wow! I knew I could count on Marcy for that one. I, I knew it. That's fantastic. I do want to say a little bit, but this may spark some controversy. I had started a poll one time. As to who was better between the Jonas Brothers and my pick, Big Time Rush, because of my fiance and Big Time Rush, they they won. So if anyone out there thinks that the Jonas Brothers is better than Big Time Rush, um, you can at me at Twitter and we can talk about this. I would say Hanson is better than the Jonas Brothers and Big Time Rush, well, but you know, only one of those groups was mentioned by uh, the uh, awesome rapper known as post malone and that was the jonas brothers so sorry oh <laughs> well take what post malone says very seriously in my life i do the man <laughs> has the voice of an angel 
<laughs> I mean, I would look at a Post Malone before Machine, Machine Gun Kelly if that if that means anything. But. He's going through some things. We don't we don't we don't need to bring up old Machine Gun Kelly right now. Yeah, I mean, you know, when you <laughs> when you when your girlfriend cheats on her husband to be with you, don't be surprised when you know she gets cheated on next. It's just how that works. Uh, all right, yeah. up, up next uh, is one of your trainers, Derek Dellinger, and no. he's got lots and lots of questions. Skip this one. <laughs> Hello, this is Derek Dillinger. I'm leaving a message to um, Shaw Mason. Shaw, first and foremost, I love you, and you know I love you. But um, I want you to explain to the listening crowd why Malcolm Cambridge has a better vinyl record collection than you. Okay. <laughs> so you got to explain that first. So Malcolm Cambridge doesn't have a better vinyl collection than me. Malcolm Cambridge doesn't know anything about music. I'm not saying that Earl Sweatshirt is bad. I'm saying that if you come at me with my gladiator and your gladiator is Earl Sweatshirt, we're not talking music. That that was one of our car rides. That's all I'm going to say. Eric is always starting stuff, and this is going to... Malcolm, I remember looking at Malcolm at the end of this debate. I said, if you look at me wrong, the rest of the car ride, I'm just going to hit you in the face. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> There's a wow. lot that happened. I love, I love members. They're my best pals. But at the, at the end of March, uh, we're going to start having all the AIW tag teams on. So members only is going to be one of those teams. So uh, there will be a rebuttal in a few months. They better show. answer. Yep. They better Whatever. fucking answer. Just bury me now. Whatever. <laughs> All right, here's the next part. But I also do have multiple questions here for you. (laughs) Question number two, explain to the crowd as well. um, What is your nightly routine before you go to bed? What has to happen? (laughs) um, And how loud does it have to be? (laughs) What? All right, so nightly routine. What has to happen? And how loud does it have to be? What is it? I've been I've been questioning this for like five days because he sent this on like Thursday, and I listened to it, and I wanted I've been wanting to know so bad. The fact that he the fact that Shaw Bacon right now is just got got a can buried in it in his face, but he doesn't want to answer the question. I have to hear the answer now. Oh my god, I hate him so much. Um, <laughs> he's referring. We had a we went out to wrestle at uh, Enjoy and Rise for in Pennsylvania. And we stayed at this Airbnb, and me and my fiance are sleeping on this couch. And the whole group, they were all playing, like, these board games. And I had put on, like, Family Guy or something. And, you know, Porter O'Shea stayed up the whole night, didn't go to bed. He's at the the kitchen table with a couple other people. And Family Guy, throughout the whole night, from, from night until morning, was so loud. I would argue that Porter O'Shea was louder the whole time. But the, the show was so loud that the, the whole next day, they're just yelling at me because I was blasting Family Guy throughout the whole Airbnb, and they could hear it from upstairs in the basement. It was just Family Guy nonstop throughout the whole night, and no one could sleep. And it was my fault. And I was the first one to sleep. So that's what he's referring to. It has nothing to do with what my nightly routine is. He's just trying <laughs> to get those people to yell at me again. And it was actually Porter O'Shea's fault. So you don't have You're to, blaming Porter. Oh, all right. Your nightly routine doesn't involve having to fart really loud or anything like that. No, it's blasting family guy. At blasting night. family guy. Okay. All right. Here is the next question. Question number three. What is your... 
or how, not question number three. I'm asking this right now because I want to. I'm going to keep tally when I listen to this. How many times have you showed your Dunkin' Donuts um, coupon code? All right, Shaw. I love you. I'll see you this weekend. Bye. Dunkin' Donuts coupon code. What? Can we not get you from Nickham? He's a jerk. So <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's a jerk because all right. So I typically um, I'm trying to get better at this, but I get Dunkin' every day. I get a large iced coffee, four mocha, three cream, three sugar. That's a lot of sugar, right? I'm trying. Oh, to, damn. Yeah, I get it every day, pretty much. But the past couple, I haven't gotten it in the past couple of days. Maybe this is a streak. Who knows? But the morning after the Family Guy incident. I'm just like, I was kind of complaining. I had a headache, and I was like, dude, I'm going through withdrawals. I need my coffee. I need to go get my coffee. And no matter where we were throughout PA, because it was like a two, three-hour drive to the next the next venue, I said, we got to stop at a Dunkin'. And everyone's just yelling at me like, no, we're not going to Dunkin'. And then I sent everyone a free iced coffee coupon that they had shared. And I'm like, see, now we all can get Dunkin'. And they were just, they were fed up with me. At that point. <laughs> <laughs> so he's just trying to start stuff. Whatever. You're sure you want to go on another car ride with this guy? I love the guy. I love him to death. <laughs> He's just constantly starting things. All right. Uh, up next is uh, Sam from Burlington. Oh, terrific. Hi, it's me, Sam from Burlington. I don't know if you remember me. I was listening to last week's show. There was a lot of cool stuff I learned about you guys. <laughs> I learned Dustin used to drink a few beers in order to get himself ready for commentary. Well, I know what it is to rely on a little liquid courage sometimes. You may not know this, but I'm pretty shy. Half an hour before I call the show every week, I sit down and alternate between sips of Christmas ale and shots of Malort. Then I take my happy pill. Last week, Big Old at one point said, Don't tell anyone. This is just between the four of us. Huh, that was pretty tongue-in-cheek, Jay Gold. But the joke's on you, because other than you four, me, Adam Van, and Malcolm Cambridge, no one else is listening to this show. You could have revealed what data that Chinese spy balloon had, and it would still be as good as top secret. I learned that Marcy has an OnlyFans. Well, with Pod Van Van off the air, I've got a little room in my budget. And like I always say, Marcy, I like you best. Sorry, Hawk has a brother, K-Hawk. I had a brother once. <laughs> I also learned and I'm not a doctor, but you guys may be suffering from a bit of long COVID because you guys sure are forgetting a lot. Like Jay Gold is forgetting to be funny. <laughs> and you guys are forgetting to review actual wrestling matches. I know we're in the middle of a pandemic and promoters are hesitant to run too many in-person events. Like AIW really seems to not be trying anything live. Oh, wait. They've run three shows in five weeks. And J.J. Gold was yammering on about going to two back-to-back shows in New Jersey this past weekend. Sure sounds like there's something for you guys to talk about. I mean, <laughs> fresh meat is fine. No, no, put your penis away, J.J. Gold. Not that type of meat. <laughs> but I've got a guy that's starting to sound like it means interviewing weirdos. Speaking of weirdos, Shaw Mason is on this week. He had a nice little series of Cisco Silver. Now, I don't know Shaw Mason, but I do know Anthony Mason. He was my favorite Nick in the 1990s. He grew up in Queens like Jay Gold. But he died too young, in his late 40s. Uh, hey, Jay Gold, you're getting up towards that age, right? Charlie, are you thinking what I'm thinking? Never. Right. Oh, that's a little
the best part, my favorite part about that call is I used to have a brother. Like, what the fuck happened to him? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what happened to his brother. He never that told be, me. That has to be Justin Summers, right? I'm calling <laughs> it. <laughs> it certainly is not. It's not. <laughs> That's a voiceover, isn't it? No, it is not. It is not. Uh, right. well, Just, well, Justin's my boy. I meant no, no heat towards that. Uh, and uh, last and absolutely least, Adam oh Van. Hey guys, it's Adam Van, the star of At Odds with Wrestling. Definitely it's just going to be a normal call for me this week. No shenanigans, no silly little bits. In fact, I might see some of you guys next month in Cleveland. Uh, I'm not sure yet. Still working out the details, making sure I won't be homeless by then, you know, or working, whichever, both equally likely. Anyway, I'm calling this week to ask if you guys do anything special for the Super Bowl. Any kind of traditions or normal get-togethers or whatever. Like, for me, I like to get together with some friends, have some beers, some food, make a few bets, or as they say, make some opportunities. So I'll pause it there. Uh, any Super Bowl traditions, Shaw? Uh, at the beginning of the year of the football season, my family, we all do a predict a pick before the season even starts. Um, I have yet to win any of them. Who would have predicted the Eagles would have been this good? Not me. Um, so my traditions are more so just me crying that I, I can't never pick the correct Super Bowl winner because it will never be the Browns. Yeah, or the Jets. So, you know, we have the same uh, we have the same line of thinking. I don't normally care either way. I wanted to do something big this year, but COVID knocked me out of doing a big Super Bowl party. But next year, next year. Okay, so I don't I don't think I've told the story on the air, but some of you have probably heard it. Uh, my wife has tried to ban me from watching football in the house at all. So when we first started dating, she went to one Brown game with me. A friend of mine had had really good tickets and invited us out. And they were playing the Bengals and they were winning the Browns were winning the entire way. When the prevent defense in the final two minutes and a guy from the Bengals broke a tackle and I'm cucking at them, screaming and yelling and cucking. And they finally tackle the guy and I just kind of slumped down in my chair and the couple behind me, wife go, is he okay? And my wife's like, oh yeah, he, he finds his way into it. And the husband go, I've got a nitro pill in my pocket right now. He can have it if he wants it. No, the couple behind me thought I was having a heart attack. So no, I'm not allowed to watch football in the house if, if the wife's home. But she made she made an exception for the Super Bowl because I bought pizza and kept her from cooking. No, so. Marcy, I know I know Marcy has Super yeah, Bowl parties every year. So many Super Bowl parties, <laughs> the biggest Super Bowler of them all is what they call me. Super Bowler. <laughs> this, I have a oh, superb shit. owl party, and we go and see the superb owl. Yeah. And uh, usually there's a flyer with its egg on it. Um, you may have seen me post those pictures. So it's, uh, it's, it's a pretty, great, pretty, pretty fun time. It's great. All right. Uh, here's the rest of his call. But have you guys ever planned a party and realized that you're missing crucial supplies? I know I have. That's why I go to the new at oddswrestling.com and use uh-huh. our Amazon click through. It doesn't cost you any more than usual. But it helps our show immensely. They call an advertising fee, but I call it the thing that makes Joe happy at the end of the month when he gets his cut of the fucking money. Yeah. <laughs> There's also merch and a link to our new Patreon. It's everything you need to celebrate the big game. Well, that's it for me. Looking forward to your answers. K bye. Son of a bitch. <sighs> you knew he was bitch. throwing something in. Yep. You gotta screen so- these better, brothers. <laughs> There used to be like voice calls where we could read what was coming out. At least I would have known. 
Uh, you knew. Just I, you knew. Yeah, we knew it was coming. We, we don't bow down to sponsor Con. We don't bow down to sponsor Con this show. Now, keep in mind, open up the guy called Pepsi. That's right. We don't bow to sponsors because we don't have any. Uh, except for the mysterious benefactors. <laughs> I don't know where he comes from, but whoever uh, they are, they, they, they exchange today. Yeah, they paid our hosting bill for the year, so I, I, we that have mysterious. To, mysterious benefactor does uh, works in mysterious ways. Yeah, it's not like there's a photo of them on anyone's wall in this uh, in this group right now. <laughs> no, I, I only keep it up because I'm so impressed by them. Yeah, I you're being bad. <laughs> I, I I will say that one of them looked a lot like Herb Abrams, but right, a little bit like uh, someone who lives in Burlington, but you never know. <laughs> uh, well. Butters, you want to take us home? Well, do we want to? That's we're going to give Shaw oh, a chance yeah. to, yeah. to uh, do any plug, plug in yeah. the show, Twitter. Sorry, I forgot. Shaw, you want to uh, you want to give us your plugs and your shows you're going to be on next? Yes. So follow me on Instagram at Shaw Mason Wrestling. Twitter, Shaw Mason underscore. Sure, Facebook, why not? Shaw Mason. And uh, shout out to The Exchange because they are the coolest place in the world. I'll be wrestling for AIW. March 24th, I think it's a Friday. We are now going to be in Cleveland at the Temple. Um, still forget the full name of the venue because I'm still figuring out the world of wrestling. Um, but it's going to be cool. Xbox going to be there. Let's get it. Excellent. Well, we, we, can't, we can't tell you how much we appreciate having you on. And, uh, you know, we look forward to your career ascension. We love, we've been saying it. We're getting you guys on your way up. You know, don't forget about us when you're uh, up here and we're uh, I'm still in my basement doing, you know, podcasts with members only. So, you know, <laughs> yeah, I will be hitting you wow. up for those comp tickets to AEW. So just remember right. that uh, I told you here now I will expect them when you come to Cleveland. All right. They're yours. And wow. Members <laughs> right at them. That's crazy. Oh, we love those guys. We love those guys. They, they can talk the shit. You got to love the guys who can hold their own out there and they, uh, they do a great job of it. So, but yeah, thank you again. And, uh, you know, feel free when, if you have any, uh, edits, you want to, uh, shoot us on Twitter about your favorite movie shows, video games. We got them. We'll just, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll fix it in post. <laughs> For sure. For sure. We'll have Stan thank from you. Burlington, uh, voice over your, uh, your changes, you know, <laughs> hey, I'm I'm down to come on this whenever you need me to. I'm I'm open. Thanks, man. We 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 appreciate it. We really do. Always. Yeah, man. Thank you. Always. All right, Shaw Mason. I love it. Good stuff tonight. Jayhawk. Hey, you can follow me on Twitter at Ref Jayhawk. Instagram at Jayhawk one five three nine. Twitch Twitch TV forward slash Ref Jayhawk. This coming Saturday at six o'clock, I will be working for Real Action Pro Wrestling. My Bloody Valentine at the Ohio Urban Renaissance Center in Youngstown, Ohio. Nice. So come check that out. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and OnlyFans, and Twitch at Fanboy, boy spelled B-O-I. Listen to my other podcast, X-Over. We just had our Mac and Me episode drop as we will be having our review of Fatal Fury, The Legend of the Hungry Wolf, out soon. And then maybe uh, Home Office might be joining for a future episode, maybe. Uh, if I don't uh, bang my head off a wall until I die uh, trying to watch this next film, oh my god! You're you, what you're saying is this movie might make you postal. Yes, it's it's making me. I I totally uh, yeah. Uh, so I guess uh, this is the part where I say uh, follow me on Twitter at Charlie underscore Butters. 
Um, I'm banned on there currently because I talk shit to a shitty Arkansas senator. Um, and fuck him. Uh, this is my free speech platform. So fuck you. Uh, don't you ever fucking say shit like that to uh, a person ever again. You horrible fucking elected piece of shit. Um, check out if you catch my grift. I don't know when we'll have a new episode coming out. But the last one was on Logan Paul, who uh, did a wrestle at uh, Royal Rumble. So check that out. Uh, Jay Gold, uh, what do you got? Uh, so um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at jgold12. Um, please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to us. And our Twitter handle, IWGuide1. Don't go to IWGuide. We're not that. Um, now, the merch store over at Brainbuster Tees. We have a brand new updated logo with our very own home office has joined the fray. Starting to look like a Beatles album. Um, but we have awesome stuff. As we said before, we have the, the new hoodies, the new joggers, the new hats, uh, uh, fanny pack stickers. Um, you know, feel free to take a look. Wear our faces on your bodies. I think they're awesome. This I will honestly put up our merch against any podcast show. We have the best merch and best logo out of any podcast. I really want more people to see it because JCP Designs did a bang up job from the mind of Charlie Butters. It's it looks great and and everyone should be wearing this stuff because it looks terrific. Um, you think we're giving our- uh, Pod Van Dam a run for their money with the merch game? Yeah, look, Pod Van Dam had some fun stuff, but I think our logo is more timeless. That's what I think. You can do so much more with the four of our faces. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So um, listen to our podcast, friends, At Odds with Wrestling, the super fantastic podcast. The card is going to change. The A-Show, Wrestling Cheers, our very own Marcy's X-Over, and Home Offices, if you catch my griff, our other friends, again, the official graphic designer of the Indie Wrestling Guide, JCP Designs, PWPonderings.com. Time Capsule Toys and Toy Hio. If you miss Toy Hio, the next one is in June. Um, and it's always a great time. Um, you know, I'm glad everybody had fun. Rubber City Toys, Big Starks brand, Set Tab Photo, and Smoking Jays Barbecue, the best barbecue in Ohio. Again, Shaw Mason, thanks again for joining us. Thank you to all of the students. Um, this has been a fantastic opportunity to talk to you guys, learn more about you. Um, and I think we can all say that, uh, you know, the last six weeks have been very successful and uh and we look forward to all of their ascension you know within aiw so that is it for me this week and next week we have the bone collector dominic garini and the intense champion the uh ace degenerate Derek dillinger joining us to talk about all their students that they trained and so much more oh it's gonna be red and in the word of jerry the king lawler one man trash like another man's girlfriend Amen. God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We'll see you next week, everybody. Support independent wrestling. Later, dweebs. See you. Later. (laughs)